Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Ross Phillips with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. Today we have Paxton Roberts of Bike NWA and Brandon Kirk with the Runway Group. And I should have mentioned up at the top, the Chamber Voice of Business podcast is sponsored by AT&T, so we are thankful for their sponsorship. And and Paxton and Brennan are going to be talking with us today about the importance of cycling within our community. And specifically, what I'm curious about is how it relates to development, how we can utilize the trail systems, how we can utilize cycling, bike lanes, things like that, to improve the economic development and and help uh, develop our community a little bit better to make it more attractive to people looking to move to the area. Yes, Steve, and I'm kind of on the flip side of that. I am looking at development, but how it kind of attracts people to the area, how we retain these young professionals that we have, and just continue to improve the quality of life that we have here in Northwest Arkansas so we can keep this top-tier talent here in our area. Yeah, it's going to be a good episode, and so we thank you for joining us on today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. First of all, I just want to say thank you guys for coming out and being part of this show today. Really looking forward to it. Um, so just thank you guys for being here. Paxton, I want to start off with you a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and Bike NWA and what what are some of the things you guys are doing here in Northwest Arkansas to kind of promote biking in our region? Well, thank you. I'm, I'm Paxton Roberts. I'm the executive director of Bike NWA. We are the regional bike advocacy organization for Northwest Arkansas. Uh, we're a nonprofit. And our primary goals are to help make Northwest Arkansas a more bike-friendly place and encourage more people to ride bikes. Um, you know, our vision is a Northwest Arkansas where you can leave your front door um, with your uh, spouse or your children and ride your bike to school or ride your bike to where you work or just to go out to dinner at a restaurant and uh, really build off of the past investment over the last decade in the infrastructure and connect the trails with all these destinations where we know people want to ride. So, Awesome. That sounds great. I know you guys are doing some great work over there. So excited about that. And Brendan, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're pretty new to the area. You've been here about three or four months or so. What are you guys doing over there at Runway to help out with the biking community? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I am um, relocating to Northwest Arkansas from Little Rock. We're really excited to, to get up. Uh, to this part of the state where so much is going on. Uh, I am the cycling program director for the runway group. We're focused on economic economic development and quality of life issues in Northwest Arkansas. I'm focused on the cycling and uh, outdoor areas um, as, as part of that mission. My, our main focuses are infrastructure development. Infrastructure development can mean hard surface infrastructure, such as extensions from the Razorback Regional Greenway, um, you know, how we get that system to far further and further reaching into the communities of Northwest Arkansas. Infrastructure also means soft surface infrastructure. That's mountain bike trails primarily. Um, Northwest Arkansas is quickly becoming one of the real hotbeds for mountain biking in all of North America. And uh, it's incredible to see the, how many miles of trails are being built. Um, and then beyond infrastructure development, it's how do we create economic value for the region through cycling? That can be through uh, you know, business development, business incubation, uh, a big component of economic value that isn't really obvious on the face of it, but it's actually a big deal, is public health. As more and more people get out on bikes for the first time, um, get out there a few times a week, a few times a month on bikes, there is a really meaningful uh, physical health and mental health benefit that has a real economic value to Northwest Arkansas. 
And the final thing we're focused on is how do we how do we tell our story? How do we market this to on a regional level, but also on a national level? We are transforming this region to become such an exciting place when it comes to the outdoors, when it comes to cycling, when it comes to culture, and so many other things. There's this you know rejuvenation of the identity of Northwest Arkansas that's going on that's so exciting, and telling that story in a really focused way through cycling is something we spend a lot of time on, and uh, ultimately helps drive a lot in the way of tourism dollars, which then feeds back into that creation of economic value. So one of the things that I'm kind of focused in here at the chamber is that next generation of leaders. Um, so how is the biking community really trying to attract and more importantly retain that next generation here? So what's, what are some initiatives that are kind of taking place around that, you know, that younger, that millennial generation per se? Yeah, I think the, it really boils down to quality of life. When you look at millennials, um, they, they're asking themselves, what do I want out of a community? Uh, and we have a thesis that is, is that they want to live in downtowns. They don't want to live in suburbs. They don't want to own cars. They want to be able to meet all of their needs, whether that's going to work, going to the store, going to restaurants. They want to be able to do that by foot or by bike. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's a new definition of what uh, community means. And, and the final piece of that is also the great outdoors. And we have such an abundance of that in Northwest Arkansas, whether that's through cycling infrastructure, the Buffalo River, or whatever it might be. There's a way of thinking, there's a, there's a way of thinking about the outdoors and a value that we feel like millennials are placing on the outdoors um, where, where we can really win in this community. Well, and it seems like Northwest Arkansas has some very unique challenges. Like you said, you know, you want to have downtowns. And we kind of have along the, the 49 corridor four unique downtowns as opposed to like a major metro area like a Portland or a San Francisco or Chicago where you have that density and then can spread out versus having the, the unique challenges. I mean, what, what are you guys doing to try to ad address that? Because each city has its own unique identity, its own unique population. You know, how, how was that a challenge for, for you all and what you're trying to do? So for, you know, Northwest Arkansas, um, the Razorback Greenway really forms the spine of the on-road or shared-use paved trail network. Um, you know, we've, we've got this incredible soft-service mountain biking system, and then we have this Razorback Greenway. And so for us, um, the next step is building off of that spine. And so a lot of it has to do with that east-west connectivity so that you can bring people not only to and from the downtown areas, but also to areas that are on the west side of I-49 and, and connecting those schools and those places of employment and where they work. And if we do that, then it makes it easy and safe for people to ride. Um, but that takes a lot of regional coordination. You've you know got four major cities, and so getting people to work together to make sure that you know on the boundaries of the cities that that network lines up. And um, you know if you move here, we hear a lot of times that people are less concerned with the border between Bentonville and Rogers. If they live somewhere close to the edge, they're going to be riding their bike back and forth without really thinking about what city they're in. So um, a lot of it has to do with uh, planning and doing so in a coordinated way. And I'm just curious, like you and I had the opportunity to go to Indianapolis recently for the uh, People for Bikes conference. Um, I, I took a lot away from that just in terms of how we can utilize cycling to better develop our community. What are some things that maybe you took away from that that you could maybe try to start initiating here uh, locally? Well, I think um, 
first and foremost, the Indianapolis Cultural Trail was just a shining example of how to build something that is both functional and beautiful. And if something is a pleasant experience, then people are going to be uh, more encouraged to get out and use that facility. And so when you plan the cultural amenities along the trail, like the artwork and the landscaping, it really does make a, a difference and invite you out to use it more. I would say the, the other thing that we learned is that Indianapolis is now working on their on-street bike network. Uh, you know, it would be great if we could build a trail everywhere, but it's just not feasible in our cities. And so what we can do is um, essentially uh, reallocate some street space um, that still allows for cars to drive to where they need to go, but also makes room for people to ride bikes safely. And so this on-street bike network um, that includes protected bike lanes, which we rode on a couple of them in Indianapolis, it really did create um, that feeling of safety uh, in the road, um, something that you would be more comfortable riding with your children or with your parents. And so if we build out that network, it really will connect all these destinations to the trails. Well, and I'll testify to that. I mean, I, I'm not an avid biker by any, any means. And the day that we went out, not only riding the trail, but then also just riding those bike lanes to, to check those out. I mean, I felt totally comfortable and safe riding in an urban environment for someone who has not done that before. And so I think it is a, a testament to what we can do here and what we can achieve on a local level. And we're excited. We're going to be bringing more of those to Northwest Arkansas. We have um, three protected bike lane pilot projects that we'll be working on this year so that we can um, let the people in Northwest Arkansas see and experience just what those facilities are like so that when it comes time for building out and planning the broader network, uh, people understand just, just like you said, how great of an experience it can be. Yeah, I was reading an article just today, a matter of fact, um, and it said the Greenway is great, but it can only, you know, hold so much. So I was going to ask the question, like, how do we continue that growth of biking in the area? So you, you just hit on that with, you know, moving it to the streets, those protective bike lanes and everything like that. So just kind of moving forward, you know, I know the Walton Family Foundation, they just came out with a study not too long ago about the economical impact that the Greenway and biking has in our region. Brendan, would you mind touching on some of those benefits? Because we know about quality of life. It's making it a great place to live. But what are some of the other things that it's bringing besides quality of life, quality yeah, of place? As we think about the economic value or the economic impact of cycling to northwest Arkansas, it boils down to to two categories. One is the, the health impact, as I previously mentioned. The majority of the impact of cycling to northwest Arkansas is, in fact, the, uh, the, the uh, benefits to physical health and mental health. Um, improved health means reduced you know, medical expenses. Uh, it's a reduced cost to society when people are, uh, you know, when, when they're in the workplace, when they're out, you know, shopping and spending money, earning money, etc. Beyond that, you have business benefits such as local spending on uh, cycling, you know, new bikes, um, you know, getting their bikes tuned up, getting a new bike helmet. Um, the You have about $25 million a year in local spending on cycling purchases. Then beyond that, you have about $25 million in out-of-town tourism uh, spending related to bikes. So what that is is people traveling from Missouri or from Texas to northwest Arkansas primarily to um, ride the mountain bike trails. And it's the, the money they're spending in restaurants and hotels and put gas in their car and all of that. That's a significant impact, and we feel like there's a lot of potential upside in that, uh, in that tourism number. 
Yeah, you, you mentioned tourism, and it's just kind of fascinating how, you know, and Paxton kind of touched on this too, that Northwest Arkansas is really starting to emerge uh, as something in the cycling community. I mean, at, at some of the, at the conference in, in Indy, we were pointed out as, as a few, you know, best practices at, at a couple different seminars that I was in. Uh, and then also with things like IMBA doing their World Summit here a couple of years ago for the soft trail stuff. I mean, how do you see that growing in the future through the initiatives that, that both of your organizations are taking? You're going to continue to see these national and international caliber events coming here. This is a story that for people who love cycling, Northwest Arkansas is, it's like the cool startup company that everybody's starting to hear about for the first time. And they they want to learn more. They want to be the first people to know about it. They want to be the first people to come here and check it out. That's not just happening on an individual level, but it's also happening on an organizational level. So you have um, incredible organizations like EMBA, which is the International Mountain Bike Association, they they held their World Summit here in 2016, but they're holding their 30th birthday bash here uh, just a few weeks from now. Uh, you've got NICA, which is the National Inter- Interscholastic Cycling Association. That's a mouthful. Um, it's basically high school mountain biking, and it's something that had the, the adoption rate in Northwest Arkansas for that has been tremendous, um, from Bentonville all the way down to Fayetteville. This is a, the the most exciting thing going on in bike racing in North America right now is what NICA is up to. You have NICA chapters in 22 states. I think they're upwards of 400 chapters. There are something like 15 or 20,000 kids nationwide racing mountain bikes, getting their first exposure to to really pushing themselves uh, on the trail. Their national directors meeting is going to be in northwest Arkansas also in a few weeks. Um, Springdale is uh, about to announce a, a major event uh, with Red Bull for a, the Pump Track World Championships down outside of the Jones Center. There's a, a pump track that's being built down there. That's another instance of an international caliber event in Northwest Arkansas. And you're just going to see this, this steady cadence of industry events, sporting events, consumer events, all focused on mountain biking because this, this is a bucket list destination now. It's in that special group of emerging uh, uh, communities like Bend, Oregon, that it's it's um, not like Park City that's been around in the mountain bike realm for you know, 15, 20, 25 years, and, and it's a little bit old hat. This is the, the new up-and-comer, and people really want to get here. That's true. Kind of touching on some of those events and things, one event that Northwest Arkansas Emerging Leaders puts on is the Rogers Cycling Festival. Last year in 2017, we had our we had our biggest year it was over 650 bikers participated in that. And that was not just professional. That was families getting out and riding these trails. And it, it was a lot of fun to kind of see that grow. So what are some other, like, events that are happening around the area that people can get involved with, like the cycling festivals and things like that? They're square to square. Yeah, so uh, I guess the first weekend in July, 6th, 7th, and 8th, uh, we'll bring back the Natural State Criterium Series again to Northwest Arkansas. Um, That's a three-day series of races that are happening in the downtowns of Bentonville, Rogers, and Springdale. And so here in Rogers, it'll be on Saturday. And it's a great time for people to come out and experience uh, road bike racing in a in downtown area, um, they'll be you know doing laps around the the brick streets. You'll get to see them every three minutes. And it's really exciting and fun thing to watch. We're also working on um, creating a, 
a kid's uh, water slide and blow up area so that we can bring families down to, so they can just make a day of it to um, experience the downtown areas. And so, you know, we're really excited to bring, and that'll have pro caliber um, teams coming into Northwest Arkansas uh, to race this event. So uh, it'll be, and it'll also be live streamed um, internationally for that, uh, for that, for those events. I think it goes, and it goes beyond just events themselves. I think as we strengthen that downtown infrastructure, that's, it, it is so important to your point, Ross, that we've got to get families out there. Ultimately, we don't, we don't win by having Red Bull out here, by having, and I, and I do applaud the event that, that Paxton's actually putting on the Criterium Series, but I think he would agree it's, it's great to have those guys here racing their bikes, but where we really win is when you have families out and they're out there on their bikes recreationally on a, on a frequent basis. That's, that's kind of what the promised land is. And that comes first and foremost with infrastructure that makes families feel comfortable when they're out there on their bikes, uh, and when you give them access. So you look at the investments that the community has made in Lake Atalanta, in the rail yard. You look at some of the cool stuff going on in Frisco Park and creating, you know, re re-energizing that, creating more uses down there and creating more access to the rail yard from there. As you create that opportunity through infrastructure for families to go out and, and have fun together on bikes, that's where you really win. So uh, events are great uh, and they complement infrastructure, but infrastructure I really think is the, the most powerful lever that we have to get people out there. Yeah, you know, we have to make safe places to ride to truly get more people out on bikes. And so that is, that's absolutely the key. And then once the infrastructure is there, it's then encouraging people who, you know, maybe um, a little concerned about getting out. Maybe they haven't been on the bike since they were a child and they're ready to get back into it. Their kids may be riding bikes in schools. And so they're, you know, dragging them out to the trails. Um, you know, we're, one of the programming, like Brendan was saying, we're going to be working on uh, launching in July is at least a once a month we'll be organizing a ride on the trails in each of the cities to just get new people out. Um, it's there's no name, it's no you know organized effort. It's just come bring whatever bike you have. You know it'll be a nice slow ride just to get more new people out riding and to just encourage them to get out and use this wonderful infrastructure that's been built. And we really do, uh, moving forward, want to work on expanding the number of people riding bikes to get new people into it. So. Well, and, and you talk about that, but, you know, it's also, it's great for the trails, but we've had conversations on a city level of trying to incorporate that into downtown of, you know, whether that's closing streets on a certain night or, or whatever, and, and set up little like slow rolls, if you will, I guess is kind of the, the, the hip term that I learned up in Indianapolis. <laughs> is, so, yeah. um, and so I think you're really, you know, I, can, I know from, from at least Rogers, you're, you're starting to see some city buy-in in Obittenville, definitely, um, to, to be able to invest that infrastructure. You know, you mentioned some of the projects, the Lake Atlanta. The, the Frisco Park renovation, Lake Atlanta, uh, pleased to announce actually the renovations or the the, not, the repairs have actually are now underway. So that that trail is getting re, refixed now after the flooding last year. Um, but you know, have you are you seeing any major pushback from from the cities in the area? Or are you seeing really buy-in from the elected officials and the planners and and things like yeah. that? Understanding the importance that cycling plays in development and recruitment. It's you know I think different communities have embraced it with a different level of vigor at different times. It is one of the challenges of pushing cycling forward in Northwest Arkansas is unlike virtually anywhere else in the U.S. where you're dealing with one mayor and one city council and, and you know one set of planners, you're dealing, it's really not just four, but if you take a step back and you look at 
um, the Regional Planning Commission, which represents all of Northwest Arkansas, they're actually representing, I think, upwards of 30 communities. Um, you know, clearly we spend most of our time focused on the, the big four cities and, and Asylum the, the Springs. Cities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Asylum Springs, which is also doing, they're doing some amazing things there. But it's, um, you know, the different, the different rates of adoptions across those multiple, the four big communities uh, does make our work more interesting than it might be otherwise. But I, I, um, we have seen big gains across all of the communities. I mean, Fayetteville is you know beyond belief as far as the amount of initiative and amount of investment that they put into trails, and really you know putting the city's backbone behind it is incredible. But there has been a lot going on from Rogers. Um, uh, you know, Mayor Hines and Mayor Sprouse down in Springdale have both been incredible as far as. Um, I think embracing what it is we're trying to achieve, giving us access to, to their staff to have some really meaningful discussions, it's uh, it's super, super encouraging. So I wouldn't say any, there, there hasn't been pushback. I think they've been pleased with the information we've been able to provide in terms of economic impact. Um, they clearly believe in the, in the quality of life um, uh, benefits. And then beyond that, the other big tailwind we've got is we're really starting to see Corporate uh, corporate leaders and major employers really embrace cycling as well. It's not just about getting the buy-in of of the uh, elected officials, but we have to get business leaders on board as well. Uh, ultimately, to have a fully integrated uh, um, cycling system, we don't just need the connectivity to the greenway um, through paths. We don't just need the on-street infrastructure, but then we also need facilities at the major employers so that people, if they choose to commute on bikes, um, they have a destination that's going to be compatible with that. And that's where we've seen some really encouraging wins um, has been through the, the major employers in the region. And, and I would say that, um, especially from our position as a bike advocacy organization, one of our efforts that we're going to be focusing on this year and next year is really generating that public support. Because I would agree with Brendan that um, the administrations are, you know, pretty supportive of, of bringing about even more infrastructure in both trails and on street. But we're really going to need the public to, to stand up and say that we do want it and that and make it okay and politically feasible to spend money because that's what it's going to take. And so we're going to be focusing on that grassroots advocacy um, and we'll be starting to organize uh, monthly meetings of people who want to see this happen and that are going to vocalize their support for it. So we really see that being a key piece of moving forward. To build out these networks. Yeah, I can definitely see some challenges and things like road dieting to create bike lanes or creating one-way streets where there haven't been before. I mean, there there could definitely be some pushback. So, I, yeah, <laughs> there, so ed educating the public could go a long way towards that. Yeah, there is. I mean, and you know, that's something that we really have a lot of education to do because you know we understand people are still going to drive their cars. I'm not telling people not to drive their car, but. We really want to provide space for people who are using other modes of travel to do it safely. So, you know, being able to ride your bike somewhere safely, being able to walk on the sidewalk um, safer. And so a lot of these treatments, these road diets that you may hear, um, yes, it's creating safer places for bikes and pedestrians, but it's actually also making the road safer for cars as well, because people are more likely to drive the speed limit and not speed on these roads that may have a narrower lane because you're going to be more cautious. And so these, these ideas and this new infrastructure that's coming down really will help everyone, but we just have a lot of education to do. 
Yeah, well, and I thought it was fascinating that at one of the sessions in Indianapolis, they talked about this intersection in Miami that was just an extremely high-risk intersection, very dangerous, a lot of accidents, pedestrian and vehicle alike. And instead of trying to just create a traffic light or a four-way stop, they created art in the middle of the intersection and painted it on the pavement itself. And that dramatically reduced fatalities and accidents at this at this intersection because people slowed down to take a look at it and just a little something like that just adding a painting yeah. on the street because it's so unique and, and there's very creative solutions to to find to fix these problems that we see right you know and and one of the things we're most excited about um because even then we can't build a protected bike lane everywhere because the roads may just not be wide enough um but are these concepts of neighborhood greenways and um, I haven't come across anybody yet that doesn't want to slow cars down that are driving in front of their house. You know, regardless of whether you're a cyclist or not, that's not something I've found anybody saying, yes, I want people to speed down my street. So there are treatments that we can do to these roads that will just get people to drive a little bit slower that makes it safer for you to walk out your front door or your kids playing in your front yard. And I think if we can just get some of these concepts on the ground in Northwest Arkansas that are being done in other places, um, I'm optimistic that we're going to see support for it. Well, we are just about out of time. So do you guys have uh, any, any final thoughts for kind of where, where we are and where we're headed in the future with, with cycling and biking in, uh, in Northwest Arkansas? I, just, I, I think it's an it's a easy time to be very optimistic. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of support. Um, and uh, we're excited to uh, continue to, to watch the developments in, in Rogers and Lowell and in, in Northwest Arkansas more generally. All right. Yeah, I'd just say we're, we're excited, and it's a, it's a great place to be right now in the bike space, and we're really looking forward to working with the communities um, to just to create that higher quality of life, you know, for people that are living here and visiting. So. All right. Well, thank you guys, Paxton, Brendan. We appreciate your time. And uh, thank you all for listening to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>